is Monday. It's Monday? The sun is shining. The leaves are falling. And in some cases, so is the snow. Oh, my. Welcome to Mondays with Mike and Mary. I'm Mike. And I'm Mary. And that's why we call this our <laughs> podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's nice to have you with us. This is our opportunity to reflect back on coaching calls of the previous week, pick the highlights, share them with you in the hopes that they help you make more money, have more fun, less stress, more peace, and a prosperous business. Yeah, and you know, take a moment and think about who in your real estate office could probably use some encouragement a new idea now and then to get fired up or back in the business and share this with them, would you? When you do share it on your Facebook page, um, we are entering you into a contest to have dinner with Floyd. And that's coming up, Michael. And for all you millennials, Facebook is a social media <laughs> place that used to be popular, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you share it somewhere else, let us know. We probably still enter you into the contest. Did you get a parade of techniques this week? I have a parade of techniques. Ooh, Thank I can't you very wait much. to hear it. Yeah, you know, let's look for listings in some different places. Looking for love in all the wrong places. That's the song I was thinking is of, it? too. Yes, that's very <laughs> funny. So I have a student that said, and Mary told me I should clean my desk every once in a while because there's Ooh. usually a lead on it. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but thank you for giving me the credit. It's Bottom probably of the handbag, true. too. Just dump it all out. Clean there's something in there. your desk. But here's what happened when she cleaned her desk. She found several business cards of people in commercial real estate, people that do other things that were at a networking event that she was at. So she had met them, had a lovely conversation, and neither party had followed up from there. And she decided, I have to call somebody. It's my 590-10. I'm dialing these guys. And so that's what she did. Um, three of them had she had marvelous conversations with. One she met for coffee and, um, you know, agreed that they would share referrals back and forth. He was a commercial agent. She's obviously residential. Pretty cool. And that created a conversation on our R-squared group mm -hmm. from another of our students that has been in BNI. That's Business Networking International. We always talk about that in the program. Um, for the last, let's see, several years, three years. And she revealed that this year she's doing her ninth transaction from her BNI this calendar year, and it happens to be a $2.5 million property. Wowie zowie. So I thought I'd ask some questions, and here's what I learned. Okay. It took 18 months of attendance before she got her first transaction. Sounds like geographic farming. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, the following year, she had four transactions, totaling $1 million in production. And this year, uh, ninth transaction. Then someone else chimed in and said, oh, I love my B&I group. I've been doing it for six years. And most years, it's between 25 and 30% of my production. Yeah. So I know some of you heard that idea before and said, I can't get in. I don't think that's a fit for me. If you were in a Floyd Wickman program and I happened to be your teacher, you heard me say, start one. Doesn't have to be B&I, &R, &R. <laughs> it could be B&R. <laughs> yeah. Start one. Go knock on the doors of local business people and at least attempt 
to start one because even if you never have the first meeting, you've had now a reason for talking to people, a get by giving reason, and you've begun building a relationship. So networking. there's my networking, networking. Yeah. Very important. My Ask the Experts and Parade of Techniques are kind of linked. Oh, boy. Uh, but I want to start with the parade because right. it's about delivering a difficult message. The situation was a closing has been delayed. Say no, no. like you can't believe me. Yeah. Three times. Oh. Right? And whose fault is that? Well, it's not your fault. This is the lender's fault. It's the buyer's agent's fault who's not keeping current, not following up. So if you've got a difficult message to deliver, like, uh, folks, I'm sorry to call you at this late date and tell you that closing is not going to happen this week. It's been delayed another week. Because someone screwed up. And it's still in underwriting in the Philippines somewhere. Yeah. Um, don't you make the call. There's a thing on the phone called Add Call. A little plus button in the lower left-hand corner of your screen where you can do a three-way. Get the guilty party on the phone wow. with the person you have to deliver the difficult message to and have them say it. In other words, don't be the messenger because sometimes our clients will shoot the messenger <laughs> and you don't want that. What you want to do is distance yourself from the bad news, put it out there. It's like when we do a, a highest price analysis. You don't get mad at me, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. This is what the market's saying. The market's not rejecting your house. It's just rejecting your price, you know? So distance yourself from the bad news. Love it. Did you have uh, an Ask the Experts you'd like to share? I think you should do the, your related right. Ask the Experts. Do you uh, mind? Yeah, I want to because right. we don't all work in small towns, but this came from a small town. Okay. Meaning a new listing that's dealing with a couple that's divorcing. And it's a small town. And everybody knows them. And she's really mad. This because sounds like a Bruce Springsteen Guess song. what he did. Yeah, you can figure it out all for yourself. So how do you impartially, how do you, without getting scrapes and bruises and bumps and... Taking sides. Navigate through these waters because these are difficult i i go back to heck when i sold real estate there was an agent who used to advertise um, real estate counseling for divorcing couples that was her specialty her niche yeah and she got lots of leads by advertising that uh, but she could psychologically deal with it and the question was how do i deal with this couple who are really mad at each other, and everybody knows them, and it's a small town, blah, blah, blah. Love so it. the first best piece of advice I thought was get a partner, a co-lister, and you talk to her and she and he talks to him, or mm. vice versa, so that uh, there's they're separating, so there's a separation here in who they're dealing with, but you keep the listing. In other words, don't get in the middle. Um and what I loved was Sito, the power of Sito. Get him out of that house and get him into the office to non do this. Non-emotional location. Yeah. yeah. And as you go through the communications, make sure you always copy everybody on everything so that you can never be accused of favoring one side or the other, uh, of being impartial. 
But I loved, I, I won't tell you who said it, but she said, when I get a divorcing couple, I sit them down and I give them a stern talking to. And here's what I say. Do, do either of you want to buy the other out? And if they say no to that, I say, okay, do either of you want this house? Who's going to, are either of you going to stay in it? So she really gets the lay of the land. And if neither of them want to keep the house, if neither of them want to buy the other out, then she says this, then you both have to do everything I tell you to do. And just straightens their butt out. And I think that's smart. You know, get their cooperation up front and then be impartial. Don't get in the middle. Copy everybody. And I think you're going to be able to survive and navigate those wicked waters. Boy, I could add one. Please do. Don't make them sit next to each other for very extended periods of time. Yeah, I know. Because that's mean. Yes. So, I like it. Thank you for doing that. That uh -huh. is a good one. I got one too. Well, what percentage of sales are as a result of the dissolution of a marriage? Buncha. Yeah, lots of. So, if, if we're equipped to handle that, it can be another addition to our business. Well, and if we're not equipped to handle it, it can be adversity that stresses us out needlessly. Mm -hmm. So there we go. I want to talk about listings. Speaking of listings, yeah. here's my little transition to the Ask the Experts. I have two, well, actually three, very similar Ask the Experts questions, and they all involved a house that has been on the market and not being sold. One of them... Wait a minute. We're in a hot market, aren't we? Well, in some areas, we are still in a hot market. Oh, yeah. In I got a guy who's got 73 listings, and they're not getting showings. Yeah. I know. It's hot some places, but in other places, there's a lull going on. Well, and... A shift. A sh okay, whatever you want to call it, yeah. it may not be as hot as what we've experienced. And I think... I think we're getting sort of temperamental as an industry. It's almost like, well, if I don't have three offers within five days, it must be overpriced. As if. Well, and that's kind of the way I yeah. heard these <laughs> questions. Um, one property was on the market for one week. One property was on the market for three weeks. Uh -huh. And both our students said, you know, gee, you know, one in one case there was three showings the first day, hasn't been any showings in the last two and a half weeks. In one case, there were lots and lots of showings, no offers. One week has gone by. So our students came to the call going, all right, so, you know, I should, should I lower the price? Or, I mean, I know Wickman, he's going to tell me it's price or nothing. And yeah, I got to lower the price. And, you know, um, I think there's some truth to that. And there's some preparing the house. In one case, it had been repainted. One case, there'd been some smokers and they had done a remediation to get rid of that smell, but I think I think what we gotta do is take a breath. We gotta educate our clients that the market isn't as quick as it was in the past. Set their expectations, and nothing wrong with getting built-in price reductions right up front. Then you don't have to be panicking. You know, at what point do you have the the price reduction? Well, it depends on your market and what your objectives are and how crazy your seller's getting. Is your seller panicking or is this just you? Because mm. take a breath. 
So anyway, if your market has slowed down, remember to make the adjustments in your listing presentation in how you are preparing your sellers for coping with an adjusted market. And especially as us in the more northern lands go into a traditionally slower time of year, uh, I think it's up to us to get ourselves ready and then help them prepare mentally as well. I think I've heard a very wise man say, keep your energy level high and your expectations under control. And you will always be pleased with the results. Yeah, so manage your seller's expectations, but manage yours as well. Love it. Wow, you're so smart. Well, thank you very much. I love much. doing this with you. I love doing this with you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.